0: My purpose is to empower women and girls through meaningful content, community, and opportunities.
1: Thanks for tuning in to the Purposeful Story Podcast, where purpose drives our actions and our actions are a result of our purpose. When you have a strong enough purpose, every action you take in life has meaning and power to it. Every entrepreneur is on a journey to fulfill their purpose, and the world needs to hear it. So without further ado, let's get right into the show. Today we have Chanel McFarland, owner and founder of Do Well, Dress Well, Ideate Networking, and Vision Vertical. Three, wow! <laughs> she is an award-winning writer, speaker, and consultant with a passion for creating authentic content for communities. Chanel, thanks for coming on the show today.
0: Thanks for having me.
1: No problem. No problem. <laughs> Tell us about your three companies. You got three. Wow. Tell yeah. us about that.
0: Yeah, it's been a journey. Well, I think the company that most people know me for is Do All well, Dress Well. And that is a media platform for career-driven women that provides content, community, and opportunities. So we have the website where there's articles and content on everything from personal branding, networking, entrepreneurship, personal style, uh, then also id Networking. So those are the networking events that I host uh, for women. And what makes them unique is that they're, they're fun. They're intimate. So we really have 15 to 20 people, which is kind of unusual for most networking events. But we want people to be able to connect with everyone. And we partner with different local businesses to just provide really unique opportunities to learn and connect with other women. And then, of course, the opportunity side, and that was sort of a new arm that I added on recently to be able to provide women with the opportunity to attend networking events and conferences without having to worry about the financial expense. So, just knowing how expensive they are and knowing that on the site, we're always writing about how important networking is, but the truth is some women just can't afford to go. And so, we added on that nonprofit arm to be able to provide complimentary tickets or even discounts so that they're able to attend and build their network.
1: Okay, okay. (laughs)
0: So... I guess that's the first business, dual well, dress. Well, that's what most people know me for. And I do a lot of speaking around that on personal branding and networking and, you know, female empowerment, that sort of thing. Um, and then of course it did expand into ID networking just to create that offline element. And then vision vertical is, uh, social media and marketing and copywriting consulting. And because my background is in social media and marketing PR, that's what I went to school for. It's nice to be able to still leverage those skills and work with small businesses on those areas.
1: Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. And where did you go to school?
0: I went to McMaster in Hamilton for communications. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, I went to Humber for a postgrad in public relations. And then I also did a certificate in digital marketing at uh, U of T.
1: Wow. Yeah. How long did all that take you?
0: <laughs> uh, so it was the, f- I did four years at Mac uh, for my communications degree. Then I did a year at Humber for PR. And then while I was working, I completed the certificate uh, online through U of T for digital marketing.
1: Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I guess, you know, I, you like all these businesses. You got to like all these businesses. Yes. But which one is at your core, at your center?
0: A 100% it's Dual Dresswell. That's my core. That's what lights me up. Um that's what I truly feel as though um I was put on this planet to do and just seeing how I've been able to empower other women and connect with other women and just create such meaningful opportunities, that's really is my purpose.
1: Okay. Okay. So you started with Dual Dresswell. That was your first company.
0: Um well, it's interesting. So I mean, if you really want to get technical, it probably is the, the first company that I probably started with is like a first iteration of Vision Vertical. So mm-hmm. I actually started consulting while I was still in university. And that was because once I realized that I wanted to build a career in communications and PR marketing, and I remember like applying for an internship and it was around probably late I no, probably early 2010, actually, and I applied for this internship and like I thought it went really well and like they liked me and I liked them and then I found out that I wasn't going to get the internship because I didn't have a Twitter account and I didn't know how to use Twitter. Oh wow! And wow. At that time, social media obviously wasn't as big as it is now, and I remember like saying like Twitter, like what is this thing? Like I barely had a Facebook account at the time, and so I realized okay, like really quickly, I got to learn skills on social media and learn how to use this, and so because I was teaching myself how to use it, I realized, okay, like there's going to be all these businesses that are going to need to learn how to set up Facebook pages and Twitter accounts. And I better learn how to do this pretty quickly, or I'm not going to be able to get a job. And so I started consulting at that time. And at that time, I think I called it like Chanel Jordan Communications. Jordan's my maiden name. And then later on, as I be- began to consult with my like boyfriend at the time, which is now my husband, um, we decided, okay, like, let's change the name. Um, let's make it a little bit more formal. And then it became Vision Vertical. So that's really like my first sort of, I guess, 4 into um, entrepreneurship, and then it just sort of grew, and I iterated from there.
1: Okay, mm-hmm. and you know it's it's pretty it's pretty interesting that like when I was you know doing my research on you, you get you're a power couple. You guys are a legitimate <laughs> power couple. We
0: try, yes, yes.
1: How did you? How did you connect with him? How did you meet him?
0: So we met at McMaster. Um, so he actually like found me, like we kind of saw each other at an event, um, uh, but never really met. And then he was able to find me and we connected online actually through Facebook. Um, and then from there, like we just never stopped talking and we just had so much in common. Um, he was in science and I was in communication. So like very different, but somehow, you know, we connected and we had a lot of the same goals. Um, and from there we just realized that there was a unique opportunity for us to work together we're interested in the same thing so even when we were back in mac um i was the fashion writer for the school newspaper at the time the silhouette and nice. was writing about fashion and like i brought chris into that and so yeah we always found ways to work together and we just found that our skills are very complementary um so yeah we've just continued to work together in that way and it's been really great
1: okay <laughs> what was your biggest influence to start do well dress well
0: A number of things. I think thinking about my own journey and leaving school, there really is that gap between like what we learn in school and then getting out into the real world. And, you know, I remember getting ready to graduate and learning, like hearing about personal branding and networking. And I'm like, well, I didn't learn this in school. Like, how am I going to do that? And so I really took it upon myself to learn and to read articles and books and connect with people. And I never really felt shy to go to networking events, but I realized there was a lot of women that weren't doing that. And so I was learning all these skills. How could I create this platform to share everything that I've learned. So that was sort of the first thing. And then once I realized that I wanted to create that, um, I was working at the time and just wanted to create something for myself. Um, and because I felt as though I wanted to create something that no one could really take away from me. I had a lot of, I guess, interesting career experiences where a lot of my first jobs out of school were contracts. And, you know, even though I thought, okay, they'd continue, it's great. This is fine. Um, I always was told that there was no more budget to continue. And so I was always then like left out of work and had to find, something and so i wanted to create something that like no one could take away from me uh so i decided okay like this is my opportunity to start dual dress well. there's all these reasons why let's just get it out into the world and then yeah it just became into what it is today so Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) and that's interesting that you brought that up you know Mm -hmm. contract positions Mm -hmm. um how was that experience you know i mean you go into a job you're going with one's one mindset okay Mm -hmm. i'm going to stick with this company Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and and they sort of let you go. How did you get that out of that That was
0: run? tough because I think for a lot of us, we grow up hearing like you go to school and as long as you work hard, you're going to get a job. And that was the case kind of for me, but I kept getting these contracts. And because like I do the contract for a few months and then found out, okay, like I can't stay on. That was a huge blow to my confidence because I'm like, okay, like I went to school. I did all these internships. I like worked so, so hard. How am I not getting this permanent job? And I think it took a lot of, I guess that disappointment for me to really sit back and say, okay, like, how am I going to do things differently? And maybe it's not me. It's just this is how the job market is. But I think at that time, I really went through what I know is called expectation hangover where, you know, we have all these expectations and it just like those expectations aren't met, right? And I think school and just even our parents just tell us, you go to school, you get a job, it's going to be that easy. And it was not that easy for me. So yeah, I know a lot of people go through that. But at that time, I felt like I was the only one. And I remember like being in between jobs and like sitting on the couch and like watching Ellen and just like so miserable and (laughs) thinking like, I went to school for this to just like sit at home. But it's something that we all go through. We learn through that. And I feel like, those experiences made me a stronger person, and those experiences are what led to me starting Do Well, Dress Well. So I don't regret those experiences because it's now made me into the person that I am, and I can provide ad- advice to other people that are going through those same things. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. What ad- what advice would you give to people who are going through that situation?
0: Um, I would say... Take advantage of that time. I think during that time, I was so miserable. Like, I feel sorry for Chris during that time because I was so miserable. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I went through school and I'm a failure and this and that. Like, every night, just so upset. But really, like, looking back at it, like, I had, I think, like, a two month gap between, um, at one point, like, two or three months. And I really, like, you could use that time to network and to read and to, like, gain new skills and to, like, do so much. Like, it's not always that you get that. I guess free time to be able to do that. And now because like I'm so busy and doing all these different things, like I'd kill to have two months where I could sit at home and watch Ellen every day. Like that would be amazing, right? Mm-hmm. So I think it's at that time we think of it as being such a bad thing, but you could leverage that time and use that to build your skills. I remember that's when I started my UFT online certificate. Um, so yeah, just leverage that time and use it to build your skills, meet new people. Um, and everything happens for a reason. So
1: mm-hmm. 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 One, one piece of advice that I've got that's always worked for me is anytime you find yourself in a rut, maybe down or depressed, mm-hmm. um, help someone else exactly. get da- out of that, you know, rut. Exactly. You know what I mean? it sometimes brings a lot of positivity in your life and it mm-hmm. brings some motivation in you. you know exactly. I mean? You
0: can volunteer. Like there's so many things that you can do in that time and it's just you can either choose to be miserable or you can choose to just leverage that time and just do something positive with it. And I think it's, I wish, I, if I could go back, I wish I used the time a little bit more. I think at the beginning I was very miserable towards the end. I'm like, you know what? Maybe I'll just start a course, see what happens. But um, yeah, to give any advice, just be positive about it and something will happen eventually.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. How would you say all three of your businesses integrate together?
0: I think they integrate in a way where I know I can provide so much value to people. And so, especially when I'm like at an event or at a conference and I'm talking with people, I can say, well, I have Dual Dress Well. So if you're looking to reach millennial, you know, professional, hardworking woman, um, you know, you can leverage the Dual Dress Well platform. If you're looking for a speaker, you can also leverage me as a speaker on the things that I talk about. Um, but if you're also a business that needs social media, you need marketing, you need copywriting, I can also offer that. So I think it's just given me a lot more to offer. Um, and it's just made me more valuable in that way uh so that's really been great
1: okay okay mm-hmm. now as a business owner i see you have three you know three businesses mm-hmm. how do you find that balance um to know okay <laughs> i'm taking on too much versus yeah. okay you know i gotta keep all these things going like how do you know what to that drop is, and what to keep
0: that is hard um i've definitely had to learn the hard way with that and i definitely have dealt with burnout um, because I haven't said no to things. I'm like, you know, what? I got to say yes. And it's hard because as an entrepreneur, we realize that any opportunity we get is money, right? And like, we all have bills to pay at the end of the day. And mm-hmm. so it's hard to be able to say no initially. But I think that I've learned how to say no based on if it aligns with my mission. And that's Mm -hmm. really made it easier. And I think in the beginning, you know, it's hard to get all these opportunities thrown your way. And I think as entrepreneurs, because we put ourselves out there and we make ourselves very vulnerable when we choose to be an entrepreneur. Everybody wants to share opportunities with you. Some are paid, some are unpaid. Everybody wants to sort of leverage what you have. And I know that I said yes to a lot of things that I really shouldn't have in the beginning, whether that is different speaking opportunities or working with different clients. And now I can look back and say, okay, like, unless it's aligned with my mission. Of empowering women, um, I, I I can't do it. And so it took, I guess, going through those opportunities to come up with my list of criteria and saying, okay, like, is it going to help me um reach more women? And even if it is something that is unpaid, if it's something where I'm able to reach the audience that I'm trying to connect with, I'll say yes to it. If it's something that's so far off from what I do, and I can just tell that the person's maybe trying to leverage my network or whatever it is, or my like online reach. I may not necessarily say yes to that. So I think it takes going through some, I guess, bad experiences, I would say, um, to learn what really works for you, what things are really aligned with your mission, um, are people really, really, I guess, believe in you and what you have to offer, or are they trying to take advantage of you? That's another thing. Uh, but it takes going through it to really learn, um, what things you can say yes to and what things you sh- really should be saying no to.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, with, I guess, one of your companies, you work with a lot of entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. small businesses, medium mm-hmm. and large. Mm-hmm. What are some of the most common mistakes you'll see entrepreneurs making mm-hmm. on a social media scale or with their business Yeah,
0: a Yeah, 100% is the reputation thing. I see way too many entrepreneurs that think that you know they can have their business and present themselves as this professional and then do a completely different thing online. It's like, you can't do that, especially in today's world. Like Everybody knows each other and everybody's online and people are looking you up whether you realize it or not. And not enough people are investing time into their personal brand. And so they think, yeah, I have this business, but online, I'm going to talk about this and I'm going to do this and like all these things are not even aligned with their business um and i just it's unfortunate to see that because i think a lot of people don't realize that when they choose to do that they're leaving money on the table they're leaving opportunities on the table and so if they're choosing to be an entrepreneur and to frame themselves as this professional you have to do that online and offline too
1: okay okay <laughs> so who are some of the companies you've worked with
0: So, work with, I think so with dual dress wall, um, I've been able to work with a number of great, uh, female run businesses, um, different book publishers, which is great. Like, we love, um, covering different books. So I love working with publishers. Um, I've worked with a mall in Niagara on a really great series on like what to wear to a conference. So really, any brand that has any potential connection to something that's relevant to millennial women in sort of their pursuit of success and happiness and work life balance um there really is the a connection there and then i guess on the other side of it with vision vertical um working with guess, smaller businesses um and larger um, like i've been able to even work with like my past company that i was working with and be able to still work with them afterwards uh but really it's just such a wide variety of different businesses, but as long as it aligns with my mission, again, um, I'm happy to work with them.
1: Okay. Okay. And how do you go about developing relationships with these companies? You know what I mean? A mm-hmm. lot of businesses, they want to work with mm-hmm. larger companies and you, you've had that experience. Mm-hmm. How do you, how do you get to that point?
0: Um, I guess it's two things. So first I would say a lot of it has come from my previous work experience of working nine to five in my corporate job. And I know that especially right now, a lot of people are trying to knock the nine to five and say like, everyone should be, become an entrepreneur. But for me, a lot of the relationship that I built was actually when I was working full time. Um, and I really do value that. And so, especially I know there's a lot of entrepreneurs and maybe right now, like they have their business on the side, like, even though it may be hard right now and you're working really long hours, like those relationships that you're building in your nine to five are so valuable and you never know how you can leverage those connections that you're making in your job when you decide, if you decide to work full time on your business so that's been key for me like using those relationships that I built um, when I was working and using those now as an entrepreneur um, and then everything else has come through my network every speaking opportunity all the different opportunities that I've gained through dual dress well vision vertical have all been through my network people I've connected with in person at a networking event or a referral so that really I guess speaks to the power of connecting with people knowing your story maintaining those relationships because a lot of time we talk about networking and it's just like get as many people as you can in your network, yes, have a lot of people, but are you actually maintaining those relationships? Are you providing value to people? Uh, so that's been big for me as well and being able to, I guess, have the success of the pad.
1: Okay, okay. Now, entrepreneurs, I'm sure you've experienced this, are very stubborn sometimes.
0: Yes. <laughs> how, do you, how
1: do you deal with entrepreneurs you're working at, working with who are adamant about doing things a certain way, um, oh, yeah. but you know, you've shown them the proof that, hey, this isn't working out, Maybe try this. Mm-hmm. How do you, how do you do that?
0: That is hard. I deal with it all the time. <laughs> um, I'd say there's two things. So, number one, no, when you're talking with the client, clients don't like to see when their competitors are doing better than them. So, if you can really show, so for example, if your idea relates to something that like one of their competitors is doing, if you can show and say, okay, like this is what your competitor is doing. This is where you are. If you show them where that gap is and how they can fill that very quickly, they're like, okay, like I want to be able to do better than my competitors. So really like showing them that example Um, and then like nothing beats stats. Like if you can show like, for example, I don't know, you want to convince your client that they need to invest more in Instagram stories and then you have this stat that, I don't know, 61% of people like they're more likely to watch Instagram stories than to actually like look at a post on actual Instagram Mm. feed. That speaks for itself, right? So sometimes you don't want to just speak from, um, I guess, just the point of your opinion, but how can you show the experts and people have shown through studies that this actually works? It's very hard for a client to argue against that.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just here's the stats. Take it, or the leave stats. it
0: exactly, exactly. You can. It's not just me, but like here's what the experts are saying, right? So you got to go and do this, or else you're gonna get left behind.
1: Okay, okay. What advice would you give to an entrepreneur with a consulting business? Mm-hmm. Um, how to land bigger clients?
0: Oh, that's a good one. Um, bigger clients. I, For me, I mean, I have to speak from my experience. It's getting in the room with those big clients and that really is through networking. So if you have, I would say, start with like a list of clients that you love to work with. Like I've always done that, like make a big list. Um, and then if you can find out if like they're going to be at a conference or you can somehow put yourself in the room to connect with those people, because once you make those sort of in-person relationships, it's much easier to then pitch them and do whatever else you want to do in terms of your business. So like figure out where they are. um, And then also finding where you can provide value. So if you see a gap in, for example, like their social media and you're finding that they're not doing so well on Instagram and you know that you're wicked at Instagram or on LinkedIn and they're not really leveraging that well and you have some really great ideas, like say you can reach out to them and say, hey, like I noticed you've been doing this and like here's where I provide value and like we do this or we have this offering. Um, As long as you show them where that gap is, like everybody wants to improve. So if you can show how you can help them improve, that will help you get in the room and then help you get that business.
1: Okay, okay. What advice would you give to a millennial woman Mm
0: -hmm.
1: who has an idea... Um, but for whatever reason, they haven't started it.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I think especially for me with Duo Dresswell, like really the mission is to bridge that gap between competence and confidence. So a lot of people are extremely well educated; they have the skills, everything that they need, but it's just the confidence is just not there. Whether it's like imposter syndrome, um, and they just feel as though you know what, like I don't deserve this and this and that. So. I would say it's really just about starting. And for me, it's been, okay, I'm going to just create and then iterate from there. If you look at, like, if you're someone that has followed dual Dresswell from the very beginning, like mm. I had changed so much. Like my first logo was disgusting. like <laughs> So embarrassing. When I look at it now, I'm like, why did I ever put that out into the world? But you know what? Like, I'm proud of myself back then for just starting and then, you know what, just iterating from there, you can always improve. Like there's been three versions of dual dressable logos. I've always transitioned all of my businesses. Vision vertical has changed so much. Um, But just start there. You don't have to have everything perfect from day one. And I Mm -hmm. think that's what stops a lot of people from starting because they're like, you know what? It has to be perfect. Everything, the logo has to be perfect. I have to have this in line, that in line. But no, you don't. Like as long as you have that idea, have a little bit of a plan and then just start. And then you can fix it from there. So not everything has to be perfect from day one. Mm
1: -hmm, mm -hmm. Because really and truly, it's the experiences that are going to teach you the most. Exactly.
0: Exactly. You learn, you meet different people and you decide, okay, like maybe I don't like this so much, but I'm going to go into this direction. Or even for me, I've realized, okay, like this area is growing. So you know what? Like I got to focus my business on this area. I didn't know that in the beginning in 2016 when I was starting Dual Dress Walls. So as you learn, as you grow, you improve and then you go from there.
1: As a business owner, the more you can leverage your time, the better it is for your company. There is this amazing online resource called Fiverr, where you can hire someone for just $5 to do just about any task for you. Whether it be logo design, market research, videography, or website building, Fiverr has it all. Please go to imkobi.com forward slash resources and click on the Fiverr icon to make an account. I promise you, you will not be disappointed. Welcome to the purpose round where we ask our entrepreneurs the right questions that really bring out the purpose behind their business and their entrepreneurial journey. So Chanel, Mm -hmm. what is your purpose as an entrepreneur?
0: My purpose is to empower women and girls through meaningful content, community, and opportunities.
1: What is an everyday habit that adds value to your purpose?
0: I read a lot, um, and through that, I'm able to gain new skills, gain new perspectives, and then I use that um, and my knowledge and everything that I'm learning um, and share that with other women as well.
1: If you could have a conversation with one person, who would it be and why? living or dead.
0: Um, okay. Yeah. Um, I think that would be Oprah. <laughs> I think a lot of people probably want to speak to Oprah. Um, but for me, I'd want to speak with her because she's really been able to build this diverse platform of obviously like her like television shows and her studio, but then she has like her website and the magazine and the book club and she does all this stuff. And for me, I envision Dual will becoming this platform that has all these different offerings like what she's built. So I'd love to talk to her about that.
1: What is your main strategy for organizing your day?
0: <laughs> um, that's a good question. So for me, I start every day by making three lists. So I make a list for dual dress well, I make a list for vision vertical, and I make a list for ID8. Then from there, I number each task in terms of priority.
1: Okay. So you just sort of merge the, them together. I
0: merge them together, but I love just to have the numbers. So I know, okay, like number one, like I have to get this out today. Um, and then there's other things that are, yeah, I need to get done, but not so much priority.
1: What was your worst entrepreneurial moment and what did you learn from it?
0: Oh, that's a good question. Um, in terms of entrepreneurial moment, um, I think I had a lot of opportunities where I was saying yes to the wrong things, as I was saying before, um, and then realizing afterwards, and that made me feel really low um, in terms of realizing that I was being taken advantage of, in terms of they didn't necessarily, I guess, want me because of the value that I was able to offer. Um, but more so because of the audience that I'm able to reach and knowing that you've been taking advantage of is not a very good feeling. Um, so I think that would be, I guess my worst one because I, no one likes that feeling of knowing that you've been taking advantage of, but I think that taught me that, um, I should know my value and know when to say no to things. Um, if I don't have a very good feeling in the beginning,
1: if you had to build a business from a ground up, how would you leverage that? with oh, only a hundred dollars
0: with a hundred dollars. Oh my gosh. Um, I, I don't even know how I would leverage that. I think for me, um, it would definitely be, I think with trying to bring on board help somehow with a hundred dollars, I think in the beginning, and even now, like I am trying to bring on different team members, but, um, I wouldn't want to do everything myself. And I think in the beginning, when I started, I felt as though I had to do everything on my own. Um, even things that I'm not very good at it. i was like i'm gonna do this i have to do it on my own like that self-made sort of mentality i guess <laughs> which is like horrible to say um so definitely with a hundred dollars i try to figure out how i can bring on board someone else to like just reach more people and to create more of an impact as opposed to just putting so much burden on myself
1: which app or online tool do you use every day to help contribute to your success
0: Oh, that's a good question. Um, right now, the number one tool that has contributed to my success is LinkedIn. So um, in terms of just creating content on there, connecting with people by far has been amazing um, because it's really given people, I guess, the... Um, reason to reach out to me like the number of people that email me whether it is for a speaking opportunity or even just to meet up to speak about different business opportunities has been you know they reach out and say hey like i've been following you on linkedin and i love the content you create um, and that's made me feel really good because i know that the effort that i'm putting into creating content on the platform um, is turning into actual real opportunities uh, for my business and so linkedin by far has been number one
1: okay what's the best advice you've ever received
0: Ah, that's a good question. Um, that you don't have to do it all alone. And again, like in the beginning, I really was doing everything. I was writing articles. I was editing the articles. I was trying to find partnerships. I was going out to events. I was speaking, I was doing everything. And it wasn't until I sat down with someone and they were saying like, you don't have to go through this journey alone. And I think a lot of us, we grow up, especially this whole like, entrepreneurship narrative around like self-made. And we see people that say they're like a self-made entrepreneur and that puts in your head that you have to do everything on your own. And it wasn't until I was talking to different mentors and they're saying like, you have to, yes, you're, you're doing so much to invest in your business on your own and to pour into other people. Um, but you also have to pour into yourself and realize that like you can bring on board people to help you with your vision and, um, you can still achieve the things that you want to, having people on your team. And that really like put things into perspective um, for me. And now I'm really focused on how can I, yes, do all the things that I want to do, but not necessarily on my own. How can I collaborate with other people that share the same vision as me?
1: You mentioned mentors, which um, which mentors really helped you know change your mindset or shape your mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. way you're thinking now. Um,
0: I I mean I don't have one. I think I have a number of different people that I turn to for different things, um, both women and men, which I think has been great um, in terms of providing different perspectives. Um, but again, it's been great to be able to turn to them, whether it is on particular situations or just in general, because they all are a lot older than me. They they've been through it, you know, the good, the bad, um, and to be able to just hear from them in the terms of the things that they would do differently, um, the things that they've learned now that they just been in the industry for so long. Um, that's just really been great in terms of helping me make the decisions that I need to scale. Um, and then even most recently, like I completed an accelerator program through the city of Brampton and even nice. having my advisor, uh, Daniel, so shout out to Daniel. Yeah. He's been really great. Um, but in terms of like having his perspective on things and how I can expand Dual well, Dress Wall, having all those different perspectives has really helped me to grow.
1: Okay. List your top three most influential books.
0: Oh, okay. Um, number one, start with why, uh, that has helped me in terms of building out why I actually want to be an entrepreneur, what my purpose is. Um, and that's helped me a lot with speaking in terms of building out my presentations, ensuring that I know exactly what I want people to get out of it. So number one, like I have so many sticky notes in that I'm always turning back to that book. Um, number two is never eat alone. And I read that in university and that's all about this idea that you should never eat alone. Like whether you, whether you have um, a free lunch period or lunch break in your schedule, uh, you should use that to connect with other people. And so that's really changed my perspective on networking. Like if I know that I'm downtown and I'm going to have like an hour or two, I try to reach out to people and say like, Hey, like let's grab a coffee or something like that. Uh, so that changed my whole perspective on networking and how I approach connecting with other people. And number three, um, most recently I read a book called The Myth of the Nice Girl, and that book really changed my perspective because I've always thought of myself as a nice person, or like to think that I am, and I, for a long time... I I guess thought that I was too nice to be an entrepreneur and I thought that I didn't have the skills that it takes to really be this like hard salesperson and like really stand up for myself and like I don't know maybe like people would walk all over me kind of thing um, and reading that book really helped me. Realize that I can leverage my niceness to build a really purpose driven and impact driven business. Um, and I can leverage my niceness to make more meaningful connections. And that's helped me to gain more clients um, and to get, uh, do well, dress well out there and just to make meaningful connections. So being nice is not a bad thing at all. And it's actually something that I consider to be a strength now after reading that book.
1: All right. Tell us something that you think is true about business that most people don't agree with you on.
0: Oh, that's a good question. Um, that you should invest a lot of time into people. Um, and connections and your personal brand. And you know, for me, I spend a lot of time going to events and conferences, and a lot of people are like, Why do you do that? Like, why do you spend so much time doing that? Like, I'd rather like spend more time at home, like getting clients, that sort of thing. But I'm like, no, like the people that you meet um, and the skills that you gain, that is only going to benefit your business. Um, and I think it's I don't know what people's reasons are for not necessarily wanting to network. Like maybe they're just nervous about getting out there, but for me, um, connecting and investing in networking events and conferences has only been beneficial.
1: Okay. Is there any last piece of value you can leave with our listeners?
0: Uh, That's a good question. Um, I would say um, in terms of a piece of advice, always remember why you started, and for anything, always do it for you. Uh, It's very easy to get wrapped up into the advice and the opinions of everybody else, whether that is family or friends that may not necessarily uh, get why you're doing it, but always always do it for you and make your decisions from a place of does it make you happy um, and when you're going through I guess tough periods and you know things aren't really working out just remember why you started remember your purpose remember the impact that you're trying to leave on the world and realize that no matter like who you are and even if you think that your idea is so small like people there's people out there that will benefit from what you have to offer and what you're putting out into the world and so just remember your passion at all times remember your purpose um, and let that guide you everything every decision that you make
1: powerful stuff. And how can the Purposeful Story family reach out to you and follow you on your entrepreneurial journey?
0: Mm-hmm. So, um, Do Well Dress well, um is on every social media platform at Do Well Dress well, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, and the site is dowelldresswell.com. Um, if you'd like to connect with me directly, I'm on Instagram at Chanel McFarlane, Twitter Chanel MCF, and Chanel is spelled C-H-A-N-E-L-E. Um, and I'm also on LinkedIn at Chanel McFarlane, and my personal website is chanellmcfarlane.com.
1: All right. I appreciate you coming on the show today, Chanel.
0: Thanks for having me.
1: Thank you, Purposeful Story family, for listening to the Purposeful Story podcast. And remember, live every day with purpose so all your actions are clear. Talk soon. That's all for this episode. I hope listening to this podcast left you with valuable information that either strengthened your purpose or helped bring you closer to finding your purpose. We all have a different journey in life, and this podcast is in support of everyone's purposeful journey. Thank you so much for tuning in, because without you, there is no Purposeful Story podcast. Please feel free to email me at info at IamKobe.com and let me know what you thought of this episode. To help spread the valuable information this podcast has to offer, all I ask is for you to subscribe to the podcast via the Apple Podcast app, Podcast Addict, Google Play Music or CastBox, give a rating, and pass this podcast on to one friend that you feel could benefit from this information don't forget to follow I am Kobe talks on Instagram for updates on new episodes and go to I am forward slash purposeful story for more valuable content. Special thanks to DJ and Anna for the beats and Lala writes for the editing before you go, please remember that purpose drives your actions and your actions are a result of your purpose. Thanks again for listening. Talk soon.